Well, we, uh, you know, have some, some, you know, tough news around the NFL. We'll dive into the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation. We'll talk about any updates on him um, and, you know, kind of our, our thoughts and, and what goes into any time a player, as Jeff and I are uh, former college players, anytime somebody goes down, what thoughts go across your mind, especially when it comes to something like this. So we'll discuss that for, for the first segment. Second segment, we'll get into the Cleveland Browns defense. They've been showing a little level uh, a higher level of intensity. They've been playing better as of the last uh, the last couple of weeks. What sparked that? Is it a situation with the players that decided to come around? Is it Joe Woods finally getting his scheme across? Or, or is it just a combination of the Cleveland Browns being more comfortable with, some, with newer guys in the system? We'll kind of dissect the defense and why they're playing so well. And then we'll get into the last segment. This is the last uh, week of the season. Obviously, Nick Chubb, for the most part of the entire year, had a great year was leading the league in rushing. He's actually fourth right now. We'll talk about did Cleveland Browns actively go after the rushing title for Nick Chubb? Will he be in, 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 in I guess, uh, striking distance this week with Derrick Henry and some of the other players playing, uh, Josh Jacobs? And we'll talk about is that really something that Nick Chubb wants to do with the Browns prioritize? We'll talk about it all coming up next on the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LLB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Of course, the Barbershop 92.3, the fan, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every single day, where it's whether it's on your favorite podcast platform here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, got your notifications on. And if you have Roku, go ahead and search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find us. You'll find the Locked On Guardians podcast, Locked On Cavaliers. And, of course, Monday through Friday, 11-1, G. Bush and the Knuckleheads over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Um, opening up here, and, and this is tough, um, and it's definitely had me shook, spun, not myself. Um, there's a reason we all have hobbies, whether it's being sports fans, movie people go, you know, nature hikes, all of these things is we like these things to be our escape from the world. Even in good times, bad times, you know, you need a little escape. You get into something different. Now, Monday night, which was, you know, obviously the day after New Year's Day and basically everybody getting ramped back up after, you know, vacation time for the holidays, and this was a Monday night game that if it was hadn't been labeled a, a, as a good game, if it hadn't been Bill's Bengals, a lot of people would have been tapping out. They wouldn't even been tuning on. Just the holidays are a strain on you. Um, now it's Monday. You're back to normal. There's no more holiday holiday time coming. And you get into this incident, you know, which the game started and it looked like it was going to be a good one. And you get this incident with Damar Hamlin and, uh, I mean, cardiac arrest during a football game you know as g said you know i played he played 
They, you know, we've seen a million injuries and G's had a million more, but you go through all of this and you, you never think anything to this extent is something you'll ever see on a football field. And, you know, whether the game was going to continue right, right away, my thoughts were that do, do not continue the game. And, you know, the logistics of it NFL wise, look, both these teams are in the playoffs. Does it change the way they're seated in the playoffs? Perhaps, maybe. Uh, I think either one of them cares. Nope, not at all. I think they all got shaken to their core Monday night, like all of us did watching on national television. Um, you know, you just absolutely, you know, we don't necessarily have too many updates. And for the most part, I think doctors don't want to give up much information at all because they don't want to create any sense of false hope or they don't want to create a sense of something that, hey, this is the possibility or this is the goal and then have it not go that route. <clears throat> when you ever since you're a kid, you play Pop Warner for the first time, you get that helmet. Gee, you know, it's got that little warning sticker on it. Nobody wants to read it. Nobody wants to understand or believe that is possible. Um, and I think everybody's first thought was it was something with his neck. And then, you know, obviously, you know, we found out later, obviously, what it exactly had happened to the young man. Here is a guy who was a fantastic football player at the University of Pittsburgh, held 48 scholarship offers. But he felt it was important to stay true to where he was from, to all the kids behind him, including his younger brother, to basically say, hey, you ain't got to run away. You're from here. You can make it here. He was a star at Pitt. This is a guy who was drafted in the sixth round. The reason he wasn't drafted higher? Wasn't tall enough, wasn't fast enough, wasn't big enough. This is things that get lost in the NFL draft world. Um, and this guy ended up being a six-round pick. Solid player, great player. Whole incident is just difficult. And, you know, for, you know, we do a lot of joking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolute class by the entire organization, players, everyone. And to the Buffalo Bills, our thoughts are with you all. You know, everybody loves this game because it's a game and the biggest difficulties with this is sometimes when real life and real life things crash into your hobby or crash into a game, which is supposed to be the whole reason, you know, you're there is to escape from your everyday life. Jay. Yeah. You know, you know, Jeff, um, when we look at this situation, um, you know, we, we talked about it before we both play um, sports and, and this is the, you know, the, I guess the, uh, scary side of sports, you know, you, you as a player know you go out there and you, you know, you want to, so to, so to call put it on the line. Um, but, you know, there are times where, you know, these things happen and it puts it in perspective for you that, you know, we're all human beings. And at the end of the day, all we want is to go out there and play a game. But we realize that the game is not worth anybody's life, anybody's safety. Um, so, you know, when you look at the Bar Hamlin uh, story, um, I was really touched by what Aditi uh, Kikubala said on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, she talked about um, how his mother um, really worked two jobs, cleaning, um, babysitting in a daycare center, um, and just working in cleaning offices and, and, and cleaning houses, um, just to have enough money to send him to a private school because of, of so much violence in his neighborhood. Um, he had a situation where his father was in jail for three years. Um, and so when you look at this situation, he comes from a very tough background, but by all intents and purposes, everyone raves, even Mike Tomlin raves about how great of a kid he was. Mike Tomlin's known him since he was 12 years old. And and everybody, you know, <laughs> outpouring and talking about the human side of these stories, just not the, 
not, not what happens with the game or when are they postpone it or how they're going to make it up. Everybody was really pouring into the fact of letting everybody know who exactly uh, DeMar Hamlin was. And then, by the way, you know, for over four, $4 million last time I checked for his toys, uh, toy drive, $5 million now. Um, so it just goes to show you um, sometimes it could be an ugly place on Twitter, um, but people came out, really showed, showed their love for him. And and at the at this time, all you could do is just hope and pray and make sure that you send Joe's your uh, thoughts out there. Make sure, and even if it's just sending a letter, even if it's that, or you know what I'm saying, just different things like that. I, I just really hope he's cool, and, and overall, hope the NFL makes sure that this young man, even if he's not able to play football, is able to come out here and, and at least, um, you know, earn a living, earn a pension, or do something where he's able to to earn a living um, if, if, the, if he does not fully recover. Um, but, you know, it's just a sad story, um, and it reminds you that football is a great game and it generates a lot of money, but at the end of the day, there's, a, there's people with families, there's people with lives, children, all the above, letter D, out there trying to support themselves and to play, um, and you never want to see anything bad happen to those guys. No, and I, the whole situation it's just brutal it really is because you know you work so hard and it's one thing to blow out a knee and you know it's one thing you know to face you know long surgeries long recovery time all of this stuff well we're talking about 24 year old young man who you know hopefully at the end of the day is at least going to have you know a few more decades of his life um so to the buffalo bills obviously everybody's you know thinking about you um and these things don't get talked enough about until they happen sadly um but it's kind of similar to you know anything else nobody ever wants to talk about the possibilities of anything bad that can happen nobody wants those thoughts in their head um but to Demar Hamlin and his family obviously you have the entire NFL world thinking of you and and not just the NFL world because obviously the story has hit so many you know, just mainstream general knowledge type of things. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's tough. These things are always difficult to talk about. Uh, but for, you know, DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills and the Hamlin family, uh, everybody's thinking about you and obviously hoping nothing but the best. We're going to get to hear some thoughts here on the Cleveland Browns defense. going to get here some thoughts about uh, Nick Chubb in week 18. You know, maybe what's the Browns' course of action here going into week 18? Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. You've got Saturday games. You've got Sunday games. You're going to be able to sit around, close out the regular season. Some of these games are going to have a lot of meaning. So if you're going to put together lineups and play prize picks, this might be a good weekend to do it. You pick two to five players. If they go score more or less than their prize picks ejection, you can win up to 10 times your money at an entry, any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you against the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, NHL, men's, women's, collegiate basketball. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's simple, safe, and fast withdrawals. It's currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First times users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit 100, prize picks gives you 100. You deposit 50, prize picks gives you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100.
Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. One more week to go, and we want to let you know we'll continue to pump out some of the best content. So this is the place to be when the offseason hits. We're going to be talking a lot about the draft. We'll talk a lot about practice. Free agency is going to be key for the Browns this year. So don't think just because the season's done, this is the most important time you need to be logging on to the Locked On Browns podcast. Make sure you do so uh, at Locked On Browns uh, on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you know exactly when we will be delivering our contact uh, and, and we will be doing it, like we said, every single day. Jeff, uh, there is some, um, you know, bright spots for the team. Nick Chubb is always a, a tremendous bright spot for the, what the Browns organization wants to do. He carries himself the right way, and he's one of our best players. He's it has an outside chance of getting the rushing title um, this weekend, but we'll talk about that in next segment but this segment we'll get to the browns defense browns defense um has played better has played much better the last couple of weeks and and we need to know the catalyst for that i, I think that joe woods has pretty much seen the writing on the wall and i think um he won't be back next year um and but i think sometimes when when you you already kind of know you won't be back. Sometimes there isn't there's much pressure to perform. And a lot of guys may be thinking the same thing. Maybe, hey, this is my last time. Or it may be some guys are saying, look, I got to put something on film. Uh, listen, uh, you know, the thing about film never lies. The thing about the eye in the sky never lies is one of the biggest, uh, you know, deterrence to bad play in late in, in, late in the season with bad teams. Because even though you're bad, and even though the, the the team may not be going to the playoffs, that film work lives forever. And that may be your last resume, especially when you're a veteran player, to see whether or not you're going to be picked up by somebody else. Because they want to see, okay, well, how do you fight? How do you how do you uh, execute? How do you have your enthusiasm when you're not when you don't really have anything to play for? And so this might be the difference between a guy like a Reggie Ragland, who who has played very well. Uh, there might be a guy. The difference between. Uh, you know, individuals out there, Chase Winovich and a couple of other guys, whether they're going to stick on the roster or it might be the difference between Alex Wright, the Cleveland Browns saying, you know what? We like we like Alex Wright. We're going to go ahead and start him next year. We, we feel like his projection is higher and then we may move on from a clowny. So these games um, are important. And, and I think a little bit of what's going on here, Jeff, is that players realizing that, hey, man, um, I still got to go out here and put something great on film because this league is very cutthroat in terms of keeping guys around when when you're not performing. So I think that's part of it, um, and and I think that'll motivate guys into the last game as well. What do you think? It's overall, I think the one thing you just notice on the defensive side of the ball the last couple of weeks is just the general effort playing together, hats to the football, the way it's supposed to be done. There were several hits on Sunday you know Tony Fields in an open field had a, a just absolutely demolished a ball carrier Reggie Wrangland over the last two weeks and I agree with you here Jay you know I mean I don't think anybody thought we'd be talking about Reggie Wrangland at this point but here's a guy and even if it is just as a run stuffing linebacker an early down linebacker and as we all know and you know we don't know if this is going to be the case you know whoever's you know running the defense next year you know the Browns have always wanted to get as many defensive backs uh, on the field as possible so with a guy like Reggie Wrangland, who can play strong run defense, probably ain't going to cost you a ton of money, veteran presence. You know, Alabama guy, started his career with the Patriots. He knows what winning football is like. He's been around winning football. I'm pretty sure he was either 
part of the Chiefs Super Bowl that they won or the one that they lost. Um, so, but you're just seeing an overall change here. And look, you can sit here and say, you know, oh, we well, got to change the defense coordinator. You got to fire the defense coordinator. But at the end of the day, even you do that, the reason you made those changes is because the players didn't perform. So even when you're going to do all that and say, okay, well, just, you know, you can't just say, oh, we'll bringing in a new coach is going to change it. You can, you know what I'm saying? The guys continue to have to give the effort that is required yep. to play in this league. And you saw this, you know, with Tony Fields last week, with Reggie Wrangler last week. There's not enough superlatives one can say about Grant Talbot and the football that he is playing right now. And I think the confidence level is so much there for Grant Talbot. That's how you see that interception in the end zone. That's not stuff we're used to seeing from Grant Elpit in his time here with the Cleveland Browns. That was some vintage LSU Grant Elpit stuff we thought we'd see when he was a rookie. Obviously blew out the Achilles. Year two, finding his way back, getting confidence within the injury. Now year three, all the way back, and being able to do everything that got him to the point where he was a high pick in the second round for your Cleveland Browns. So you need to continue this because there's going to be a lot of competition on that defensive side of the ball. Maybe not in the cornerback room, probably in the safety room, probably in the linebacker room, certainly in the defensive tackle room. Then you get to the defensive ends. Yeah. You know, miles is going to be here. Is clowny back two and a half sacks and 14 million, two sacks, and $14 million. Don't know how that works. So a lot of, maybe a lot of turnover within the defensive end room, but I think, First and foremost, the most important thing that you've seen out of that group is the onus on themselves to pick up their play, to pick up their performance, to make sure they are, you know, 100% fulfilling the assignment that they were given, not going rogue because it's an Atlanta game and they're shoving the ball down your throats. So you're losing your discipline, you're losing your effort. And now not only are you not doing your job, you're doing your job so poorly. You were getting in the way from others doing their job. It's been a best, best difference here this last couple of weeks. And the ironic thing about it, G, is, is you're doing it with linebackers at this point. Besides Tony Fields, these guys weren't even on a roster because five of your top six linebackers over the summer, they're all chilling on IR. Yeah, the, the, everybody, everybody seems to be hurt right now. And you know what the thing is? It's a great opportunity, man. Like, you know, that's the thing about football. You know, one guy goes down, it's such a, such a tough sport to stay healthy the whole season. That's why I usually, re- I rarely make uh, excuses for why people are playing bad as being injuries because it's just part of the game, right? It's just, it's very hard to, to even, um, you know, remotely prepare for something like that. So I, I don't use that as an excuse, but it also, when somebody goes down, gives somebody else an opportunity um, to, to make plays and give somebody an opportunity uh, to go out there and earn a job. So right now the Browns may have found something in Ragland. They may have found something in some of these other younger guys, and we'll see how that works out uh, moving forward. Um, but I, I think it's a combination of, of a little bit that the why the Browns are playing well. Now all we need, Jeff, is to dip them to, get off to a good start once in a while. How's about start the season off like this, right? And I think that's a little more of an indictment on the coaching staff because it's easy to play with well and fast when you don't have anything to play for. But when, when everything's on the line, it's a little more difficult, and that's why they pay you the big bucks. No question. No question. And, you know, you've got to basically have, you know, in the NFL, it's, you know, it's a, it's a three out of three game. Offense, defense, special teams, everything's got to be clicking each and every week because – even the most minute, tiny of error 
could come back to cost you and cost you big. Uh, we're going to continue to move on here. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest lockdown Browns. Did want to mention everybody uh, real quick first, though, with obviously sports gambling now legal in the state of Ohio. If you continue to search, find Locked On Bets. We do do a daily show dedicated to sports gambling. So if you're looking for any help, any handicapping, go ahead and check that out. And you can certainly use that with the folks over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, even had the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to Locked on Browns podcast. Uh, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter uh, at GBush91, at, uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter as well. And, and thank you guys for making the Cleveland Browns uh, Locked on Browns podcast your number one and first listen of each and every day. Um, let's get to, uh, we, we teased this a little bit last uh, segment. Let's get to one Nicholas Chubb. Um, still has an opportunity to uh, outside chance at getting the uh, rushing title. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I don't know if the Browns is built for, built like this. I heard Kevin Stefanski talking about it earlier this week. He says, you know, we want to, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a team thing that we might want to do or try to get into um, something that the linemen really joyous, a team kind of uh, accolade to have your, your running back have, um, you know, get the rushing title because it involves, you know, 10 other guys blocking, doing what they need to do in order for Nick Chubb to, to uh, you know, to the run the football successfully. And so, yes, that's nice. But, you know, for me, I was always – I've always wanted to be a guy. Um, I've always, always wanted to be a, a, a person that was more proactive in, in getting Nick Nick uh, Chubb touches, especially during the first part of the season when we had Jacoby Brissett at quarterback getting acclimated. And, you know, it just didn't seem like that was an organizational-type goal. Uh, it wasn't a pursuit. If he would have got it, fine, but I don't think they were going out of their way to say, okay, we got to get Nick Chubb the football because we want to get him a rushing title. I was more so into it so tough because I felt like Nick Chubb rushing the football was the best opportunity for the Browns to win. So I, two, you could kill two birds with one stone. Um, now he, I think he's fourth in the league. Um, Derek Henry is, is above him. I think Saquon Barkley may be above him. Uh, Josh Jacobs may be above him. So, it, you know, it may be difficult to come out here and say Nick Chubb's going to get 200 yards. I think the only way they go for it is if he breaks a couple of big ones. Like, say he breaks an 80-yard one and he has four or five carries for 102 yards. Then you're like, wow, this guy can really do something big. If, if he has, you know, a, a, like over a certain amount of yards but don't have that many carries – I think they might consciously go for it after that to see if because it might just be a special day. I, I compare it to like a pitcher with a no hitter. So maybe they got a pitcher going. And if you're striking out people back left and right as a pitcher, um, they're going to be more apt to let you go longer in the game past seven innings because you know how the pitch count goes. And we all know that Nick Chubb is on an imaginary pitch count. So he has to do some crazy stuff with, with a, on a minimum few carries, break a couple ones. And I think he, they might let him, but other than that, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna actually put that much energy, effort, and thought into making him make trying to get him the rushing title. 
Well, here's where the thing is. Look, basically who he's in competition with for this is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs plays the early game on Saturday. Derrick Henry as well. Derrick Henry plays the game Saturday night. So the Browns are going to know what the numbers are before they even get into the building on Sunday morning. Um, for me, Nick at 1448, look, rushing title would be great. And look, I don't need, you know, I don't need a lollipop at the end of what is a lost season. Um, get him to 15. Should be a career high for Nick. It's a great number. The most important thing to come out of Sunday is for the Cleveland Browns to win this game and finish this stretch with Deshaun Watson four and two. Nothing else matters. Basically, you can look at this, and this is what you were hoping. You know, you got a six-game stretch here that doesn't matter, sadly, but you add it up four and two, gets you to eight and four, gets you to 10, gets you to 12 and six. You start to get an idea of, you know, what this team could look like with Deshaun Watson over a significant stretch. Um, you know, I think Josh Jacobs, this will be over. I think once Josh Jacobs plays in that early game Saturday, the Raiders don't have much going for themselves, obviously. Um, so I would think for the Raiders, it probably means more to get just Josh Jacobs this title as he heads to free agency. Uh, for the Titans, yeah, look, I mean, the, the box is going to be stacked by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who will be begging Josh Dobbs. Now, how crazy is this guy? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs is playing quarterbacking. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans right. with the possibility of securing the AFC South title Saturday night. You want to talk about some crazy, crazy stuff. Insane. Just insane. Um, but for Nick, it would be absolutely look for Nick. It'd be fantastic. It truly would. Um, I, I, I don't see the way he's going to get there because I, I don't think the Browns have any thought in running him that much in this week 18 game. I think they're going to look for the nice balance that they had. Last week, I think their sole purpose is to go out and win this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, putting them in third place for the season, putting the Steelers in the cellar in the AFC North. Um, it, it, it's nice. It, it's a nice thought to have. It's. I don't think it's a reality. And the last thing you want to do is, you know, ask a player who's been nothing but giving to you and your franchise and just being everything you've asked for, you know, putting him in a position that's maybe not the best position which is what you would ask of Nick on Sunday. I will say this, though, Jay. If there are any other carries to be had on Sunday out of the backfield, can we get into the young kid, Jerome Ford? Because I think we've kind of seen enough of the rest of that run. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I, – I, I like the burst he saw around the corner. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, you get excited to see, see a young kid move around a little bit. So I'm definitely in, 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 into seeing that young dude, Jerome Ford, and, 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 it, and it would be just like Nick Chubb to say, hey, give the young dude some carries, right? <laughs> like, hey, you know, give him some carries, you know, let him see what he can do. Um, I want to see him, a lot more of him. Hey, I, listen, a lot more Woods at receiver. I want to see Bell and Woods at receiver, too, because mm -hmm. we, we sure as heck need one. So um, I want to see a little bit of the younger kids, how they would – and it's a, it's a rivalry game. I want to see how they play hold up underneath that type of pressure, that type of atmosphere in Pittsburgh. Um, and you don't want to come in last place as a player to a man. Everybody wants to avoid, um, coming in last place. So I don't have, they shouldn't have any problem with motivation going to this game, Jeff. No, no, not at all. Um, latest updates. I mean, just maybe saying some positive things as far as, uh, you know, Hamlin is concerned. 
Um, again, it's it's just going to be a wait-and-see approach. And obviously, again, one more time to the Buffalo Bills and all their fans and obviously the entire NFL. And I did want to say this, great touch by all 32 NFL teams uh, changing their social media profile pictures. Look, at the end of the day, man, these are all kids. Everybody makes a gross load of money in this game. But they're still individuals with people. They're still individuals, you know, who have families. And something of this nature certainly is, you know, you know, nerve-wracking, to say the least. But we got to a ton here today. Um, you know, obviously got to put our thoughts and perspective on, you know, that important and scary situation within the league. The defense has just been really, really strong here the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if it's going to change anyone's thought process on, you know, whether or not Joe Woods is going to be calling the shots here in 2023. Um, but, again, you know, you can't just sit around and say it's coaching and when, you know, you're getting waxed week in, week out. And as far as Nick Chubb, a rushing title would be nice, you know, but not sure it's either A, in the cards to be achieved or B, in the best interest of the Cleveland Browns game plan. Look, this team needs to get to a win on Sunday. This team needs to get four and two under Deshaun Watson. And that's going to show people that this is trending where the Browns believe they think it is and gives everybody the opportunity to uh, start turning their eyes towards 2023 in what should hopefully be a, you know, brighter and more, uh, more prosperous 2023 season for your Cleveland Browns. He is Garrett Bush, ultimate Cleveland sports show Monday through Friday, 11 to one on YouTube. Make sure you're checking that out. Gee, always up in Saturday mornings at, at the minimum 92, three, the fan, go ahead, check out the barbershop over there as well. Uh, uh, does a fantastic job pregame, postgame coverage, Browns, Buckeyes, obviously. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Uh, appreciate all our sponsors. Episode today is sponsored by Prize Picks. You guys know the drill. Put together a lineup, two to five players, score more or less than the projections, and you can win 10 times. Uh, you can win up to 10 times on your entry. Um, uh, Again, always appreciate you all for making us your first listen, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform here on YouTube. Go ahead, check out Roku, search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You'll find us. You'll find Locked On Guardians. Find Locked On Cavaliers. And, of course, G and the incredible crew over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. With all that being said, folks, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on ELOB. Let's go, Browns.